welcome back to Dark Opinions, um, Dark Reporter. So, um, yes, we had the inauguration here in America, and as all Americans know, um, it was really, really nice, very peaceful. We had, like, I expected, like, the little uh, people to be out there, like a small gathering. I was hoping that, you know, it didn't get any larger than that, and it and it didn't. They didn't upset anything. Um, it went really, really wonderful, you guys. So, um, we had this amazing... Um, a poet laureate that spoke. She was awesome. I loved her poem. It spoke of uh, being the light, not just seeing the light, but being the light. Um, and um, uh, uh, Lady Gaga, her dress. Did y'all see her dress? Oh my God, it was absolutely beautiful. But in, of course, in Lady Gaga style, she had this big ass bird on her chest. Looked like she got attacked by birds. She looked like she was from that movie, the birds from way back in the uh, black and white uh, um, uh, uh, television days. I was scared for her at first. I thought that she was going to die or something. But um, uh, I guess she made friends with that bird before she walked out there. Um, and she sang uh, the national anthem, I believe it was. And she, and she did a wonderful job, of course. And then we saw uh, former President Bush and his lovely wife, Laura Bush, the former first lady. And they look nice, and um, y'all know what I'm building up to. Um, but back to the poor laureate. She, I mean, she looked amazing, didn't she? She's 22 years old, and she just looked really nice. Um, uh, um, and I guess she was there with her mom. That was that was wonderful. Um. And let's see who else was there. Jennifer Lopez, she sang and she wore all white. But let's touch back on Lady Gaga's dress. Her red dress, it had a train. She needed like two uh, uh, the Secret Service people, I think it was, to help her up to the podium where she was supposed to sing. And I mean, that dress was heavy. This girl must have some guns, I mean, muscles, arm, muscles, biceps, strong biceps, triceps. She must, she must have really worked out hard to be able to even walk in that dress. It was beautiful, but my gosh, she definitely made a statement. Um, and I don't feel that she was trying to overshadow anybody. Because she came out there in true Lady Gaga style. I wouldn't expect anything less from her. 
So, Because she is a true artist. She's different. She's always outside of a box. Never try to fit Lady Gaga in a box because it's just not going to work. She's going to bust. She can't even fit into a box no matter how big you put it in. Because she, I mean, she's Lady Gaga for crying out loud. And, and something else that I love about it is that Lady Gaga is of uh, a South Asian descent. And I heard few reporters say Southeast Asian. She's not Southeast Asian. She's South Asian. Uh, not her, but uh, Kamala Harris, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris. Uh, but uh, uh, she's, both her and Lady Gaga are South Asian. Southeast Asian goes into, it has Indian, South Asian heritage, but also brings in, among other cultures, uh, uh, Chinese, a lot of Chinese culture in there. So, uh, um, yeah, so I thought that was a wonderful uh, uh, decision to have her there because she represents that side of the vice president and the poet laureate is a young black lady 22 years old and she represents that side so i thought that was really beautiful and and they're both women so that was amazing and i'm looking for strides women to do amazing things because you know we have been fighting for equality in this country since Mm. Over a century. Oh, yep. Actually, a hundred years over, you know, it's been over. It's been around a hundred years that we have been fighting for equality in this country. And finally, you know, you got to be patient. We have to have the right time. You know what? That's the good thing about having had Trump as president is that we needed that to forge us ahead, to give us that 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 hunger, that drive to overcome to overcome his presidency. To look for more, to expect more from ourselves as as a as a as a whole, to 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 look brightly into the future, into our bright future, and know that it's there no matter what we experience it in the last four years. If it hadn't been for those last four years, I think we, I believe we would, we, we would have really still been very complacent. Um, so, uh, that's the best thing that came out of Trump's presidency, I feel. Um, and then when, uh, President Obama and Michelle Obama came out. I swear to God, they looked, they, I felt like 
They look like Wakanda, coming out of Wakanda, you know, uh, the Black Panther. And the color was purple. And so purple means a lot. It's the color for the women's, uh, uh, the, the fight that women have been going through in this country. It's, it, it, it's the, uh, uh, my mom would say that purple is a color of royalty. Um, in, in, in a black community, purple has always been seen in that way. And purple is one of the colors in, uh, the advent, um, it means a lot to see them dress in their purple. The combination of red and blue, uh, uh, um, those two dividing lines that have uh, kept us divided since before this nation was made up of 50 states. And she wore a plum pantsuit. It was by, I forget the designer's name, but it was African-American designer. And Vice President Kamala Harris, she wore a dress. And she, um, 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 uh, it was by a um, black designer as well. Everybody's like, oh my God, all over the place about Michelle's outfit. And let me tell you, when her and Barack walked out, I was so happy, so proud because they are the epitome of a partnership. Because I'm not the relationship type of person because relationships are so heavy. They're so uh, phony. They're so... Yuck, because they expect so much. There's so many expectations in a relationship. There's roles that are, um, um, there's roles and expectations in a relationship. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. But in a partnership, you accept each other for as you are and you vow to work together. Because in in a relationship, there's no working together. It's all all hodgepodge together. It's like this sticky mass. It's it's a sticky matter that becomes a, a, a disgusting mass. But a partnership. Because there's freedom on both sides. Because one side is not trying to run the other side. Because each side is free to be themselves, but they and they choose to come together. And what they choose every day is that they choose each other every day. That partnership, that time, that. It's an example for all, for everybody for everybody across the whole world and to see an action. We saw it in action for eight years. 
And we saw it again today in in Barack and Michelle Obama. And I'm so happy to see them there because y'all know that uh, uh, our new president, uh, Joseph uh, uh, Biden, he, uh, Jr., he was Obama's VP. He was the vice president. And now that brings me to uh, Biden and Kamala. Biden, everybody talks about his age. Yes, he's advanced in age. Um, The same thing that everybody was saying about Bernie. And I do still feel the same, that if Mitt Romney ran for presidency and he uh, won the... uh, 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 and, 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 and he was up for, uh, 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 us to vote him into office. I would definitely vote for Mitt Romney. I absolutely love Mitt Romney, but, uh, I like Biden. He's a good choice. And everybody's like, he's too old. And even at the beginning, when they said that he won a Democratic ticket to run, to to run on the Democratic ticket, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, he is very advanced in age. And I saw something. I saw something. I saw his vision. I saw his dream, and it's not much different. It's not different than any of the other candidates that could have been on that ticket. And I saw something else, something quite special, and that is when he chose Kamala Harris to be his VP, He chose a woman that, if anything, if he survives this four years and decides he doesn't want to run a second term, she's trained enough. He's taken her under his wing because he's already been VP. He's already knows, seen what uh, uh, the president goes to you know what the uh the uh, office of the president being the president what that means in this country so he's taken it cuz when uh former uh president obama took office we was this country was in shambles he took a mess and that was when Trump was saying, oh, your your birth certificate. We need to see your birth certificate. And all that he was, he was just, oh, my God. But nobody said anything about his wife's birth certificate. And that speaks to me of, of the, uh, um, um, White supremacy right there. That double standard. And yeah, the white supremacy and double standard can't stand independent of each other. But in this case, they were they were together, conjoined together. 
And um, so when President Obama took office, he took upon, I mean, we were in a mess. The war had torn us to shambles. And it took President Obama to go in and get Osama bin Laden. It took his direction. I mean, President Bush was looming around it, but it took President Obama to go right in to get it. So he brought up this country from its bootstraps from that point. And then comes Trump, and we just go nosediving through hell. We saw everything going down. As we took that nosedive, we done seen Armageddon. We done seen the apocalypse. We done seen everything in this country. And then the last disaster that this, as some call him, Antichrist, I guess you could term him that. I don't, I just called him, I just call him a failed man because that's what he is. I think that he really got into, despite him being a businessman, he really got into a position that was way over his head. He didn't realize that he didn't know that until he got into the position. There was so much going on that he didn't even understand, didn't even know. And I'm not making excuses for him. I'm just saying he was a fail, a very failed man. And there, I'm, I do not doubt that there were people around him who were c- coming up with shenanigans outside of his knowledge. People, I'm talking about fellow Republicans. That a lot of his fails were not, are things he didn't, he wasn't aware of. But it all fell on his shoulders because that's the way it was supposed to look. So now we have President Biden because President Trump couldn't handle his 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 the four years he had. He couldn't he he wouldn't be able to handle the next four years. And I really don't think he really wanted it. Because he didn't even think he's going to get it, get get elected. I don't think he really wanted the next four years. I think that he he was quoted, and I and I mentioned this before, that he's quoted as saying that he loves to win, but he's a very 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 sore loser. So it wasn't about him wanting to be president again. It was just about him losing. He doesn't care if it was the presidential seat. He don't care if it was a game of backgammon. He lost, and he did not like that. That's all it was. And so the insurrectionists, they really, they just are easily led. They're sheep. They are sheep. And... They allowed Trump's tirade, his temper tantrum, to get them in trouble. But 
the what they did is not Trump's fault because they're grown. They should have enough common sense, enough decency, enough respect for American values to not have done what they did. And enough respect for the law. Calling themselves patriots. You would think so. So I'm happy they're going to jail. I'm happy they're going to prison. They should have been prepared for that when when they did what they did, actually. Because if if they had done any other crime, if they had did that to a grocery store, that grocery store owner would have the or manager would have the right to call the police and press charges. It's the same thing, except it's egregious. It's 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 seriously more damaging to do this to your own country. And that borders on the line of treason, in my opinion. Those are all treasonous and terrorists. And they need to be prosecuted or charges of that treason and terrorism along with Trump needs to be brought up on them. Even if it's not gone through, it needs to be brought up on them because that's what it was. So now we have uh, President Biden, who's got this beautiful black woman under his wing, very strong. There were a lot of opinions about Kamala, about the way that she governed in California, I believe it was. You know, there were some things going on about the police that... uh, uh, People felt, the black community felt that she didn't feel the heartbeat of the community as they expected her to being part of it. But I, that, and that's another reason why I like her being under Biden's wing because she too would be someone that I don't think would be ready for the office of presidency if she had won the Democratic ticket. A lot of them, almost all of them, I don't feel would be ready if they had wanted. Um, But if... And you know the president, the Republicans are hopeful to work together. They're going to stand their ground on things, and that's normal. I want them to. And I want the Democrats to stand their ground. Because I have views that are both Republican, right-wing, and I have leftist views as well. And that way, when you have that even exchange, that exchange going on, you you are more able to represent the nation as a whole because that's who we are. We're not just Republican. We're not just Democrat. We're both and everything in between and around. Some of us, 
a lot of us don't even want to even be associated with any political party. Just make America great again. And so now if by something in 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 uh if Biden does not if something happens to Biden because everybody's talking about his advanced age if something that ever happens to him God forbid Kamala will have at least had that time and she's got backing she's got backup she's got the Obamas she's got the Clintons she's got the Bushes so you know what? Maybe she would be ready to be president right out the jump because she she has a lot of strong backing. She has back up. And um there is a thing that we are going through in this nation. And that's where it's not just for Kamala. It's not just for little black girls. She's not just for little South Asian girls. She's for all little girls. But minority women and women are a minority in this country when you are black you have a double whammo on you you can't advance because you're black you can't advance because you're woman and so now with her there she is a light like the poet laureate was saying She's a light to all women, especially little girls who are going to grow up to take positions in this country that spearheaded forward. And uh, my daughter is grown, but if she was little, I would tell her because um, there's a lot of little girls that say, oh, I want to be president just like Kamala, Kamala, excuse me. But I would not teach, I, I would teach my daughter against that. Because I don't want her to be like Vice President Kamala Harris. I don't want her to want to be president because Vice President Kamala Harris makes it look so right. Makes it look so fantastic and she is feeling so confident and so feeling these new feelings she's not felt before in seeing somebody that looks like her in that in that office and you know as vice president of this whole nation i would not i would Steer her away from wanting to be like Vice President Kamala Harris. But I would 
encourage her to allow, to continue to allow Kamala to be her guiding light and becoming more of who she wants to be, no matter if it's a teacher, no matter if it's a marine biologist, no matter if it's a lawyer, no matter if it's a social worker, whatever it is her ambition is, even if she doesn't know what her ambition is right now. And so, um, her being there is uh, Kamala, Vice President Kamala Harris being there in that office is extremely powerful. It's saying a whole lot. It's saying a lot. It's it's got a lot of power to it. It's like a a superhero fist punch right through the ectoplasma of racism and oppression that has been in this country since it began. It's opening that up, creating a gap. So sunlight, so glory can come in and stripping it away, getting rid of all that nasty ectoplasmic matter. And um I'm talk I'm telling you what Wakanda was in the house today. Wakanda was in the White House today. And the fist bump that Vice President Kamala Harris shared with former President Barack Obama was amazing. And I expect to see both him and Michelle well into their term as president and uh, uh, her and uh, Biden's term as president and vice president. And I don't um, expect to uh, um, uh, um, hear uh, any less from the Bushes either. Nor the uh, the Clintons. But let me bring this up because I saw this floating around a lot, actually. Well, not that much, but it was enough. Something, some dig in how uh, former President George Bush Jr. always seems to find his way around to uh, uh, Kamala. And um, I think that's admiration. That is admiration. And he loves the the direction in which her presence lunges this nation forward. Um, uh, president, uh, former uh, President George Bush Jr. He's another. Well, 
he's another one that I feel, even though his father was president, I feel that when he took office, that it was over his head. And that was the comment of a lot of people. It, everything that was happening, it was just, it had everything, his, his terms, everything happened so fast. So I don't completely even blame that the, even though everybody was, I don't looking back at, um, that I don't blame him for the condition our country was in 100%. He, yes, he accept he 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 needs to I mean over half of the blame rests in his hands. And a little more than that because you have to accept that as president. It comes with a job. It comes with a job description. But everything happened so fast. There was so much going on. And his father had a lot going on in his presidency too. They had to be really strong. And yeah, they made mistakes. They're human. And their mistakes were, you know, not that they were Republican. Even though they made Republican decisions that went against things that help our nation. Like looking after those who don't make that 1% or that 10%, top 10%, 1% or 10%. They took away services that were very important to those who, the, 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 the middle class, the working poor and the poor. They didn't see them. They didn't see America. They were too busy having parties and balls and stuff like that. And waging wars. And this, what fell through the gaps was a lot. And that that's what President, former president, President Barack Obama had to pick up. He had to pick up the pieces, him and Michelle. And that's what President Biden, him and his wife, the first lady, are picking up the pieces that fell through the gaps, the gaping holes in Trump's presidency. So that garners a lot of respect for them two presidents. A lot. And they're not the only two that had to do that in all of history because 
President uh, Biden is is the 46th president of the United States. So we've been through a lot of presidency, the presidencies, and they haven't all been, you know, great. And they all, everybody who's had to pick, every president had to pick up the shambles from the one before them. It deserves a huge amount of respect. So, uh, for the um, inauguration, this morning, it's 11.59, so I got one minute left before it's tomorrow. So, this morning, President Trump left in a helicopter, him and Melania, going to Mar-a-Lago, their resort. Because he did not want to do the traditional thing and, you know, you know, um, uh, be there for the inauguration, but he did leave, um, uh, Biden a, a letter, which is also, um, 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 tradition. He, uh, I mean, when, um, Trump took office, the Obamas were there for them. They conceded they did, uh, every president did, no matter what your political party was, except him. And that goes back to him just being a sore loser. He doesn't really care about the seat as president. Because he knew going in that everything was over his head. He knew once he got into the office that it was over his head. And the higher you go, especially... When politics is concerned, the more backstabbers you come across. That's in anywhere, really, especially politics. It's even in the military, in the ranks of the military. The higher you go, the more deceit, the more backstabbers you come across. And so, um, now we've got these promises because everybody is so happy. And I hope this continues on because people in general, I'm not talking about Americans. I'm talking about anybody in general has a way of being so happy about a thing and making big promises that goes along with your excitement. And then as soon as the excitement wanes away, so does the promises. Like people get amnesia. But the thing about Biden is that the press, and because what we just been through, we're not going to allow, allow him to forget. As Work begins. And he's not trying to forget. I truly believe that. But as the stress comes and the newness, the excitement of being president wears off and or wears thin. And it becomes hard. It becomes difficult. It becomes unenviable. 
that's normally where presidents start to lose clout. That trudge up that hill. When things get really hard, the Republicans push back. The Democrats push back. The press dig in. And America just wondering what happened to those promises. Because it's just natural, he's not going to be able to fulfill every last one. He's got some big ones. But I think America needs to be realistic. This is what we all want, but it's not going to happen in four years. And that's what same thing President Obama said. It's not going to happen in four years. not going to happen in eight years. It's not going to happen during his two terms. If we had kept up with the progress... Then, I mean, we might be somewhere. I don't know about Hillary. I I just don't. I mean, I feel that she would be the worst. Absolute worst. Absolute worst. Candidate, besides her being a woman, that would be great. But she would be a bad example for women on the Democratic ticket. And I say that I'm not, I don't believe that them emails that they're trying, they're probably still trying to find, it was really that difficult. But it was just some of the things that she said, and just the way her, her, her demeanor. Don't get me wrong. I love her. I loved her as first lady, as, uh, what was she, secretary of something? But I just don't think that she would be able to carry this nation. I'm feeling that it's because of her lack of ability. But it could also be that maybe the post, the heartbeat of America wasn't ready for a woman to take that office. I think that's what it is. The heartbeat of America was not ready yet for a woman to take that office. And it still isn't. That's why Vice President... Kamala Harris is vice president and not president. A a black woman? That's why vice president Kamala Harris is vice president and not president. But underneath Biden's wing, she can... He's opening up those doors for her to be that, to lead our nation in that way. And yeah, there's this whole spiel about her being uh, AKA and wearing pearls and pink and tennis shoes and all that mess. I mean, I don't get into all of that. I do not get into it. 
I don't get into the sorority type of deal and all that. But I will say this. I like how America is showing their support for her. Regardless if she's... Regardless of whether they're AKA or any type of sorority, no sorority, everybody is showing their support for her because not because she's AKA, but because of how she prefers to present herself. Blue jeans and her, her converse. She's giving Converse a comeback. She's she's revitalizing Converse. She's giving Converse mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Giving a CPR, a second a second wind, a breath to live. Pearls. I mean, the jury industry, I guess, is going to be seeing a, a, a surge in popularity, a surge in sales. And I find that very interesting, especially uh, that her and Michelle were black designers. Maybe our black designers can get their uh, 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 place in line, at the front of the line, and not the back. They get to be at the front of the line. They were at the front of the line on Inauguration Day. Where they should be, it shouldn't be a thing. This shouldn't have to be a thing. Having a black woman, a, a Asian, a, a minority, a woman in a high position of power in this country shouldn't be a thing. It shouldn't have to be a thing. We shouldn't be here saying that, oh my gosh, finally, a nation that is built on freedom and liberty, these things shouldn't be special. Because it's been such a struggle to make it happen. Freedom and liberty should be given out to all who live here. Even those who are undocumented. Because let me tell you, you would not want to do the jobs that they do. You would not have want to have to live like you have to hide. Or else you get sent back. Have to hide in a place that was in a country that was once your people's country. Let's think about that. So going forward from this point on. I feel that we should just look forward. Acknowledge the past and make people who did wrong back then see it. And yes, 
pay reparations for it. And that's going to, paying reparations, going to segue in me into my next podcast, actually. But yeah. So, until next time, which will be coming out pretty soon. Thank y'all for listening. And um, be good to each other out there, okay? Unity. Be good to each other. Do right because it's right.